With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The award-winning Crunch Time. Carlton season continues to slip away. I can tell you exactly what I said to him, actually. I, I said I loved aspects of our game that we played tonight. It was more us than at any time um, throughout this year. But there's some simple things in the game that we need to make sure that we get better at, and that's finishing. And, um, you know, in this particular instance, it's, uh, you know, ultimately cost us the win that we came here for. And and, uh, and so we don't walk away with the win that we wanted. Um, so that leaves you pretty disappointed. Uh, which is a bit disappointing. A big round, big occasion, um, and certainly a game we needed to win. Um, but you can't really spin it any other way than we probably just weren't efficient when we went forward. And six goals, 15, probably doesn't cut it um, at AFL level. I'm at home. I've smashed my TV. I've smashed my phone. I've smashed a couple of wine glasses. And I am showing ten times more passion than these that are out on the field. The pit of despair for Carlton that gets deeper. On a night they needed to find their best and collect the four points, the Blues conjured their worst around the sticks, prompting dismay, anger and all manner of questions. Franklin toted to the teeth of goal. McLean toted on and the Chad kicks the goal. Forward momentum was everything for the Swans. And they busted out to the biggest lead of the night at 15 points. From the scramble, Swans get the clearance, a roller, Parker hunts it down, 50 from goal. He kicked the doors full forward. Big Mark Hayward goal! They might be done, the Blues! We, we did some good things with a couple of games and just got rolled at the very last minute and you don't get that sort of feeling that you get in the rooms after the game. And last week, let's not kid ourselves, we, were, <laughs> we, uh, we, you know, we were... We had some things go our way, but when just to come off and feel good about yourselves and is an important reinforcement. It's good, you know. The room, the boys feel good. They feel pumped up about it. You know, it's, it puts us in a good spot. But we've got to make, um, you know, hopefully get those boys back and and keep being competitive in the second half of the year. We've you know hadn't had the start we wanted to, so we're going to be we've got to put the foot down. The Swans stay alive as they reach the bye. A gritty effort highlighted by a couple of star turns. Give Sydney a pulse despite so much adversity. Time for a different voice. You know, I've pushed every button I can. I've tried to cook the sausages a thousand different ways and I couldn't find a thousand and one. So I think the players deserve a new voice that will hopefully give them that spark to hopefully lead to something that could be pretty special this year. And yeah, look, it's it's just something that's probably taken out of context. Um, I'm fine. I'm up for it. It's all good. Um, it's it's hard at the moment trying to be competitive, but that doesn't take away my energy for it all. I'm confident that I'm the coach for this club now and into the future. So, and I think the club's pretty clear that I'm that too. For me, I, I love this club, and I think I'm the one to lead it. Simple as that. I've got a sole focus on the performance of this team. And our team has said right through this from the start of the year, we need to have a successful football season. 
the dangers with getting distracted in that are not something I'm going to entertain. So I'm going to stay focused on the footy club, the players, myself, all our coaches, because there's a team event here. It's not just me. It's a team event, and that distraction is not going to happen. And the abrupt departure of Damien Hardwick shakes up the coaching landscape. What does the vacant chair at Richmond and a triple premiership coach on the market mean for a handful of clubs? This is the Round 11 edition of Crunch Time. Imagine the whole Navy Blue community is gathered around the radio because Mark McClure is here after the events of last night. So emerge from the dark corner, from the pit of despair for a bit of self-flagellation. I don't know. We, we tossed it around. We're not going to take calls. It would ruin snap judgments on Monday. We'll, we'll just search. We'll dig. We'll dive and we'll see what happens. This is crunch time for the Berwick Motor Group. Visit Berwick GWM Havel and test drive the GWM Canon CC, part of the Berwick Motor Group and Ozito, powering DIYers all day, every day at Bunnings. The Blues down by 26 points last night. It seems unfathomable that two key forwards could have 10 shots at goal and kick one major between them. Hello to you, Mark McClure. Thanks for that, Jared. <laughs> really appreciate your help. Uh, look, it actually started last week. They had three kick goal kickers last week. Owies, Mackay and Kerno. That was it. You know what they had this week? Five. Uh, they had they, the inside 50s, they won by seven, but couldn't score. And with, this has been a problem for them even since before they played St Kilda, I think, was the game where I sat here and watched them. And they just couldn't score. They just kicked, they kicked 30, uh, 50 points or something like that. And, and all of a sudden, they lose their, 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 their confidence. Mackay has completely... He shanked one about 50 metres right at one stage out of the ground. And I thought to myself, what the hell? Uh, look, they can move the ball in there and they can do all those sorts of things, but... The, uh, tw- six, what is it? What's it? Six fifteen is an atrocious uh, display with the amount of ball inside fifty. They won the inside fifty by seven, fifty nine to fifty two. You should be able to score some sort of a reasonable amount in that area. Poor kicking for goal. Charlie tried to hit too low, low kicks, bang, kicking in, and I don't know what uh, what uh, Harry's doing, and I don't think Harry knows either. He's, a bit of a, he's in a bit of a mess. He's been a star. He, he tries to drop punt, can't do it. Tries around the corner, can't do it. Uh, it's just, it's a, it's a mind thing. It's a mind game. And I'm, I'm glad that uh, I heard Voss say that he's cuddling him and trying to get hold of him. He, but, uh, and you need to do that. Sometimes you lose your way. You ever lost your way, Jared? And not as publicly as that, I don't think. <laughs> I don't reckon he has. <laughs> no, no. But look, it's an interesting time. And, uh, and this is the game they should have won. And that should have been the one last week and the week before as well. It's, it's all that. But it's not that now. It's they're not good enough is what it comes to. Uh, and they're not good enough. They've got enough talent, yes. But are they doing the right things in the game plan and the game style they're doing? Their teamwork's not that good. I'm telling you, they're not working together. They're not in numbers. They're not around the ball. Uh, last week, they had, they had uh, three goals kickers. That's all they had. Uh, and, and, and all of a sudden, their tackle count was down. I'll tell you the tackle count, and I'll give it to you from last week, which is a good start to it. Here we go. Um, Kennedy, two. Akers, two. Newman, one. Uh, Saad, zero. Owe, zero. Boyd, zero. Cottrell, one. Two, Motlock. Two, McGovern. That's disgraceful, as far as I'm concerned, on how you operate as a team. Because the, ta- the tackle count last week actually works into this week as well, again. And they had the same sort of deal. So, to me, um, they've got a little bit of work to do. 
uh, they've got a bit of patching up with themselves as well, making themselves feel better. This, this is a time sometimes where, this probably, I shouldn't be saying this, but this is a time when Vossi has to get hold of them and tomorrow take them to a, a little venue and have a sip, have a couple of sips of beer and start to talk about each other and say, what's going on here? Where are we in this business? What are we going to do in the next 10 weeks? How can we actually fix this up? You can't do it by sitting in a room and bashing them. You've got to do it with when you actually have some fun, enjoy, because you've got to make it fun because they're not having much. That's the key. That's my opinion, and I think Vossi should do that. I'm reluctant to interrupt you when you're in such Oof. full flow, Mark McClure. Yes. David King is by your side. I'm glad you're here to uh, to spar and He's to happy. comfort. He's so sellers. happy. What a great night for footy, Jared. <laughs> 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 no, they did. This is the hard part, right? When you're watching the game, you're looking for components. So everyone wants to attack Vossi. They all want to come at Vossi. Can he coach? Has he got the right game plan? Is he pulling the right levers? Does he have the group? All this, all this stuff, all this, all this nonsense, really. When you break it down, it's a game that they should have won by two to three goals. Easily. They should have just won that game, put that game to bed. But they, they allow other teams to stay in it because they... they they miss easy opportunities in front of goal, but this is not a new thing. Mm. Look, look, Harry Mackay, you're going to talk about a lot today, in the next few days. He's kicked 14 goals, 16, and 11 complete misses. 11 complete misses. So that's effectively 14, 27. So last night was okay then, you reckon? No. But that's his No, that's his so my question is, what are you doing about it? That's like, you've point. known this, you've known this for weeks. Yep. So if... If it's a, an obvious problem, like if they've got a problem with the game plan, they work on it all week. Harry Mackay, every time he takes a shot, it's a different run-up. It's a different type of kick. Yep. It's a different attitude. It's, a, it's everything, everything is brand new. You can't have that at no. this level. And if you've, got, if you've got warts in any of your game plan or your technique or your, any of those, they get exposed under the bright lights of AFL footy. So it's, nothing surprises me. I think Vossi's got he got the the contested side of the game back. He got he got around the ground clearance sorted out. He yep. got he got a lot of things right. You know, they got the ball inside fifty. It wasn't a problem getting the ball inside fifty. They were awful defensively in the first half. They walked the ball through the middle of Sydney time and time again. And that that's what in the end has has got given him. them the result that they've got. They allowed Chris um Cripps to go head to head with Heaney all night and Heaney just he just ran off him all night. They allowed Saad to stay at halfback and be clamped um, when he's one of your absolute prime movers. Right I, I don't know what they're doing with Saad. It's, that's, that's a deeper discussion than what we're doing just off the top. Um, and they've ended up with a, a no-damage midfield. So I don't know how that's happened. Because last year they were all conquering. So it's there somewhere. So it's not like you've got a... And we'll hear all the talkback callers and we'll hear people go, go from one extreme to the other. It's there. In my opinion, okay, your bottom six players are not as good as other teams' bottom six. And, th- and that can be fixed in one draft or one trade period or, or 20 more games than the kids that are not representing. But they've got, they've got to find more damage in the midfield. Bring, bringing Ed Kernow off on a sub is not the answer. P- putting putting um, Kennedy at halfback is not the answer. Find some damaging gut-running midfielders um, or you're just going to live this existence. Because they're just not a threat from the midfield at the moment. And other teams... The fact they put Heaney in the middle last night is a, is a barb. That, you, that you're short in there. And they're going after you. So they've got some problems. But 
I feel a bit for Vossi this morning because that's a game that, that they should have won and their season now is, is, is in a state of disrepair because of because of the ball in front of goal. So there's a set of games they're not good enough to win, then you get one that you should win, win, which you cough up. And now, Sam Edmund, the problem is, is you not only miss the win, but you pick up all manner of injury and potential suspension along the way. Welcome to you. Good morning. When does the World Test Championship start, Jared? <laughs> I've got an eye on the calendar. Uh, Ollie Hollands, so suspected AC joint for him. He's going to miss some football, regardless of how severe that is. Nick Newman, hamstring strain. He's going to miss some football, regardless of how severe that is. So they'll be scanned in the next 24 to 48 hours. George Hewitt, concussion. He's going to miss some football as well. Paddy Cripps had his ankle stepped on. He was sore, but was walking around the rooms relatively fine post-match. Flip a coin on that one. Adam Cherry could very well have a case to answer for a dangerous tackle on Tom Hickey during the game as well, where his head appeared to hit the turf. So you're looking at Hollands, Newman, Hewitt, all guaranteed out next week. Cripps, 50-50. Chera could very well be suspended. So you could be looking at as many as one, two, three, four, five outs from last night's game. And I don't know. I just I wrote some things down watching this game. Has a team ever kicked it worse? Like not just for goal, but just general decision making and execution. That was a Hall of Fame game for 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 all the wrong I don't reasons. Know if they kicked it worse, but they certainly haven't kicked it higher. No. And, Every and ball it, that went inside fifty, uh, it took eight seconds to come down. So how much blame can be laid at a system when you execute like that? Like I mean, Harry Mackay's footy's missing persons case, to be honest. What has happened to Harry is so hard to watch last night. I just felt for the guy, to be honest with you. He's a shell of the player he was last year and, and even earlier than that. Uh, and the system, though, is it shocking decision-making and execution? Is it a result of the players not having the clarity or the system breaks down? I mean, I'll look at Nick Blakey. He was made to look like Glenn Jakovic at times last night. And Sydney's, let's be honest, B-grade defence, whilst it out of there, whilst it out of the back half, as Kingy says, through the middle of times. And so to hear Jacob Wiedering say their first half in which they kicked four goals eight was among the best halves of football they've played this year. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at that thinking, are they delusional, Jared? Well, they got speed on the ball, which was something that has been missing for a while, and it did hurt them the other way. So that's the trade-off that you make. But so I wondered around, because they're so fixated on the... The whole community is fixated on making finals or not. I wonder if it's there's an element of paralysis in this, that there's such a magnitude that sits on every play, every kick, mm. that Kerno's kicking a ball into the man on the mark from 20 metres out directly in front. Low kicks. Harry, is, is he's in Ian Baker Finch territory, yeah. regrettably. <laughs> and they're not alone. Oh, he sliced that ball 30 rows back. Um, how much of it is the paralysis of the overall, which is... I. This is a bit what Richmond lived before they finally figured it out across three decades where it was self-immolation, never mind anything else. They just couldn't claw their way past it all and whether they are stuck in a doom spiral right now. Well, I'm going to a function on Monday night, which will be a beauty, I can imagine. It's the first 18 thing where all the, the... the captains of the club come and, and this will be an interesting night for them, you know what I mean? Because I'm certain they'll have to talk about what's going on at this football club. Uh, I, I understand what you're saying. Everyone thinks it's their fault in this club, you know, at the, at the moment but it's not. Um, sometimes you've just got to calm down and, and I, what I talked about before is just have some time together so you can sit there. When's the, when's the buy for them? It's still couldn't three come games away. Couldn't come they're, any they're, sooner. They're, they're eight in a row. In a they, look like they're, they look like they're playing in fear of making a mistake, though, don't they, they Jared? Are. Like coming back to you, like exactly there's no, right. there's a weight 
a collective weight on them. And, and you mentioned, so 59 entries for 6.15. Last night isn't an anomaly. So they've kicked 118, 136 for the year. So they've kicked more behinds than goals in six of their 11 games. They kicked 9.20 against GWS and, and got away with it. With a, with a, with what did a, they do? So this is my point, right? Yeah. It's okay to have a flaw in your game. It's okay. But then you've got to put hours into fixing that flaw. So Harry McCoy, what, what's happened with Harry? Have they taken, have they taken two sessions where they've had a, a goal-kicking technique expert come down, video him, what are you doing in this instance, what are you doing in this? Every kick is a different kick. So they've done, he's either disregarding what they're talking about during the week or they've done nothing. There's no in-between. So there's no plan. Well, what, what, I mean, it's a Looks like he's settled more for the drop punt in recent times, unless he's close enough for the snap. But there was a snap that didn't make the barely made the distance last night punt. as well. Last Straight. week but he the, kicked drop punts yeah. and actually kick kicked them. them quite well. Mm. So my, my, my question, Jared, is if you know he's such a broken product inside 50 and there's of absolute no value going to him, right? it's, it's a bad business model kicking to a broken model. They kicked it to him 18 times last night. 18 times. They go to Charlie Curnow, who's the best target in the land, who's having a great night. They go to him seven times. And he's playing on a bloke six inches shorter than him. So I don't understand that. And I've been saying this for weeks. Everyone says, oh, you've got to get Charlie high up. He can play like Jeremy Cameron. Mate, he can play like Jeremy Cameron. But the problem is Harry can't play like Tom Hawkins. So you're better off having your goal kicker near the bloody goals. So what do you do with a problem like Harry Mackay? I mean, get him out of the way. Do you, do, could you and would you send him down a level? No, oh, no, he's too good for that. I mean... No. Well, he's, he's so bereft no. of confidence at the moment. Like, that so bereft How's of that going to help his confidence? Go well, if he goes back go and, and, he, and he takes level. eight contested marks and kicks seven. He'll probably kick 15, but what's it going to do for him? Really? Nothing. Well, it's a circuit breaker, isn't it? Because no. it can't continue as it is, surely. Well, that's the challenge of footy. Is, is It's all about performance. How do we get this guy? We need, he's at this level. He, it's not a discussion to drop. No, we, know, we know that. So how do you get him to perform? So, that's, that's, well, I'm looking for an answer. Yeah, well, answers are... Different roles is one. So do, do you run him in the ruck for a while? Do you play him at centre-half forward? So just get on your bike, Harry. Just go and run and play. Don't worry about the goals for a while. Joe or, Danaher style? Yes. Well, it works for Joe, a, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, when you put him on the wing for a, for a week, just start him on the wing and he can move forward whenever he's he wants to. He's got to play a big man's role. It, he, but he, did, he will play a big man's role because the bloke, he's on to about two foot six. <laughs> yeah. That's what... So the whole thing is that you give him some confidence about when he can get the ball. I mean, sometimes it's a, it's a, a lonely place full forward. I felt sorry With for all the blokes night. coming back on top of you, a, you know what I mean? It's a lonely place. That was a sad watch. But in Just, terms of the business model, it's wrong to go to Harry 18 times and Charlie 7. Well, Charlie That's was right. clearly playing well up the ground last night. Sometimes at half-back, sometimes loose behind the ball in the middle of quarters. So, was also, so that's so, my criticism so of the coaching department. Mm. The, 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 we saw that all night. We've, we've seen that for a couple of weeks. So Charlie should be having 15 opportunities inside 50. And, and if he did last night, they win that game. And I know he kicked one of the man the mark, and when it goes wrong, it goes wrong everywhere. But he's a, he's a good kick. He's a, he's a, good, he's good, a great good option in front of goal. So it, it, coaching is about, and I keep coming back to this, it's about maximising your assets, whether they're personal assets to the player or team assets, the collective. You've got to maximise them. So... Are they maximising Mackay? He's got his own issues to get through. Are they maximising Charlie? No, because they're going to him half as often as they should. Are they maximising Adam Saad? No, because they refuse to handball him the ball when he surges past. If it's Nick Dacos or Nick Blakey last night, they, go bang. they pop him the ball. They just trust that he'll get him out of trouble. They don't do that with Saad. Now, Saad's that player. So you're either playing the modern game. It's, it's like buying an iPhone 7 at the moment. There's no, absolutely no bloody value. You've got to play modern footy. Your halfback flanker right now in the game is the most damaging player on the field.
he is. Yep, yeah, no a lot doubt. of people want to talk about halfbacks if they're just freewheeling, got no opponent. Absolutely, that's right. Just the manner of the way they go inside 50 might be the hardest watch in footy at the moment too. The long bomb to 30 metres out. It's Repeatedly, time and time and time. When was the last time you saw a Carlton forward when the game wasn't dead, leading up at the ball? Just a good old-fashioned lead, put it out in front. But they stand there and they bomb it on their heads repeatedly. So Actually, why is that? So why, why is that? Can't answer. Well, uh, so I say that's, that's personnel-related. If you bring Saad 20 metres further up the field... He's the one kicking inside 15. Now, Saad's not a blaster. No. He, he will laser one. He actually hit Harry Mackay. Mm. Harry was surprised it got to him, I think. But he, he can kick. You know, Doherty, Saad, get, get him further up. Get him on ball. I know they go in there. for Doherty goes in there for patches. Saad, Saad's not allowed to step one metre forward to centre. I don't understand. Well, if you take Saad off half back, where's your rebound come from? Well, you, you're either trying to you he's gonna save you the game. They don't give him the ball anyway, mate. They don't give him the ball. So what, what's the rebound discussion? I thought their rebound was actually a bit like Jared. I thought their rebound was okay last night, to be honest. There was a bit of ping off halfback and, a, and a, at least a willingness to go through the quarter and give it quickly to the runners, particularly in the first half. And you ever seen a handball? Do you ever see a handball to break it up? Do you ever see someone who actually pushes there and just one handball and then you can kick over the line so that goes over the top or you can get, kick a short one to someone who leads up? So but all who of these leads things, up? No one. So all of these things, though, are reflective upon the way the players are coached. But is this system? Well, no, they're, they're nah. correctable. They're correct. They're so correctable. It's not funny. Like Harry could come out and kick ten in a row next week. Easy. And you go, oh, what a great coach Vossi is. Well, that's rubbish. What it, odds it, I get for that? Well, I, I know. You, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I don't know why I bother sometimes. But ten straight, you say. <laughs> an instruction of, hey, listen, if Adam Saad runs past, we give him the handball. Is not a radical change to how you play, right? But but it breaks up the whole game. And the difference that it makes, you might not have 59 inside 50s, you might have 55, but I guarantee you're marking more of them. Or he takes, he hits that intermediate target that others aren't seeing. He had big pit net blasting it in last night. I'm thinking, what's the value of that? So Blakey, <laughs> Blakey doesn't pay a price for being undersized against Harry because the ball comes in to suit the defender. They should, they should be leaking goals everywhere, Sydney, without yeah. their key backs. Mm. But because of the style of entry, they get away with it. Mm. Robbie Fox on Charlie. So Charlie's still Great. taking six contested marks last night. Which yeah, he is, was awesome. Which That's is good kick it. isn't it? Contested yeah. marks. Why is he taking contested yeah. marks? He's, 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 if he jumps, he's a two feet taller than anyone else near. The, it, should be, it should be an uncontested situation almost every time. It's the masters of self-sabotage at the moment, Jared. Probably a fair way to look at yeah. it. It's a good call. Let, let's hear from Michael Voss on Harry Mackay and, and where this situation has reached now. Nobody goes to work on his game more than H. Um, he's an absolute professional in the way he goes about things. Um, right now, he's in a he's in a he's in a rough spot um, with with his finish, and we'll throw our arms around him, support him. Um, absolutely, we will. And he'll con- he'll consistently try and work through that. He'll work through this period of time um, in his footy, and um, ultimately down the track, he'll learn a lot about himself and what the ultimate. I guess Teknek he wants to go with, um, but he's uh, you know he's obviously in a tough spot at the moment. So we're supporting as best we can, um, you know, and, and again we'll look at uh, all things to be able to try and help that. But you know, also it, it speaks to the larger, larger efficiency that we need to obviously build in our game, and it's not at the required standard. It's certainly not the best version of us, so um, it's a part of our game that we need to be able to get to work on and uh, get to work on pretty quick. Michael Voss, the Carlton coach, the Friday wrap for the Stack Team app, the ultimate 
in team management. See, I like what you said about some of those things, but I think you can move Harry somewhere else too, where he can be a... Look, what they do with Danaher up in Brisbane is they push him up on the wing. I like that suggestion. They push him up on the he wing. He goes second ruck. Second no, ruck. second ruck. But he goes up in the wing and he hangs around there and, he, and he, he's hard to handle in that area. Has he rucked before? He, well, he, yeah, he has a bit. Harry? Has Harry, he rucked no. before? You can, get, you can get away with not being a natural ruckman. He's not really going in there for hitouts. He's going no. there to crash bodies mm. and then get on your bike. Is he that sort of... Would he crash bodies in the ruck, do you think? He really don't have a lot of options but when he, you go in the ruck. Either look stupid and soft, <laughs> jump out of the way, or you crash bodies. <laughs> that, that, that's the reality, isn't it? Um, so that maybe that's a trigger that you're that you're looking for. But I, I don't think crashing bodies is a problem for him. Do you, do you think the physicality? Oh, just in the ruck. I'm, I'm no, sort even, of even reaching in into the depths of my mind to envisage him crashing into I, an opposition. I think that's run. a problem at the moment. His physicality. Mm. It's it's just his kicking, isn't it? Yeah. Just bound around and get hold of the ball for a while and Needs kick to get it touches. when you're not having yeah. shots at goal. Maybe yeah. that, that, it's. I feel like you have to try something from yeah. here. What about what they've built? So I feel like this will... Jared Healy said last night, what if this is all they are, which is frightening. So this is a hand-picked team with lots of trading in. Almost, They've always struck me as a team that's trying to come up with 22 stars and then they'll be ready rather than doing it the other way. Is that There's a sameness around their, their midfield. Um, I think Jared's point is well made. It was where is their run in the middle? Where was their... Warner was, was their golden, um, just the the variation of player. Is there a like it's a, the most horrifying prospect to raise today? Is what is what if is this is all they are? See, I, I don't think it's too bad. I, I know I'm going to be on an island with this. I, I get the feedback; it'll be reasonably strong. But it was pretty good at the start of last year. When they, when they were playing true to themselves... They were 9-3 and, nine and three last year with this group. Mm-hmm. So, so what's changed? We weren't talking about the sameness of their midfield then. No, we, we were, were saying, saying how... they bashed teams yes. then. So they've lost the handle on enforcing their game, inflicting their game on the opposition. That's one of the skills mm-hmm. of coaching. When We talk about Damien Harwick a lot. When he says, this looks like a Richmond game, when, when they create mess and they create the game and then all of a sudden the opposition are playing Richmond's game. Mm-hmm. So when you play Carlton's game... You get bashed. That's that's how they need to play. As soon as it's open, they can afford to play Heaney on Crips. So you've got to you've got to. They should be playing as wide as wide. They should be having as many stoppages as they can because that's their go. Big bodies in tight, and then find a couple of runners on the outside. They don't they don't reward the runners. They never. And so I think the skill is not losing faith with the group, but getting the game played the Carlton way. And how you do that is the, is. Is up to Michael Voss. How he sees, how he sees that he can bring the game into the trenches, and then capitalise with these two beasts in the forward half. But until they get the game in the trenches, I think they'll play other teams' game plans. You all talked about the lizard running out of the back half. Well, guess who gave it to him? Someone else. Mm. He didn't touch it. He never touched it. He just got the handball and runs out and and he's clear. So why don't we do that? What can we handball someone? Can we do that? We need more handball in the game to break it open. That's how you break the game open. Because they're, they're sitting back 50 metres, waiting for it to come, because that's all they do. Can we just get back to the specifics of the two key forwards? So the Charlie Curnow discussion <laughs> is a beauty. How do you use him? He's, he's a top liner at our comp right now. So he kicks the ball inside 55 times last night for not a mark and not a return. Zero return. Right? And that can be an isolated one-game issue. Oh, his kicking was horrible. Yeah. Field kicking was horrible. It can, it can be a one-gamer. And then you've got the other bloke who can't, even if you hit him, he can't kick. So, so I think you need to start there first. 
how does that how do we best serve and then work to the next point of the problem they've got no run in the middle Doherty has to be a prime midfielder for them now and he has to wax and wane with Saad or get Cottrell in there who at least at least will run and gun it's good it's Walsh mm. it's Walsh or bust in there at the moment with their run game and that's unhealthy because if he has a bad day or kicks it poorly or gets injured you're in all sorts so they need more options I don't think that's a massive challenge for them if you know I think if they're going to use Charlie up the ground and they're going to look at the Jeremy Cameron model put him in at center bounces like the cats do because it creates chaos after the centre bounce. And do they get enough from their smalls as well? Like, it's a revolving door, the smalls, with Owies, Durden, Motlop had his moments, but their offensively was a poor output. Defensively, Sydney whilst it out of there as well, so I'm not sure if their smalls are offering enough either. They've had three goals last week in, in, in that area, and it just that's it. That was it last week from the smalls. That's not enough in a, in a game of footy. Three from the, the smalls up forward. They're, uh, they're not... They're not, they're not tackling enough. Their tackle count's poor. And if you're not getting the ball, you need to tackle. You need to chase. You need to harass. And that's a big part of this game. Put pressure on the opposition. Because the big boys can't catch the, the speed of uh, some of the guys who run out of there. Uh, but they're not doing that. You know what they're doing? They're working on trying to kick a goal. And that's not what they're supposed to do. I thought De Koning was really good. <clears throat> he really presented strong yep. a couple of times. He looked, he looked physical. He looked into the, invested in the game as, as you would. That's a, a prerequisite of... Selection, I guess. I think they've got some tricks to play with those three tools. Mm. You know, why does he have to go into the ruck? Why doesn't, hey, you're going well, you stay there. Harry, you go in the ruck. Hey, Harry, you're going all right, you stay there. Uh, Tom, you're going into the ruck. Or Charlie, go and have a run around. Look, you can do different things with, with now that you've got the luxury of three of them. You didn't. Don't yeah, agree. no, I agree. I just uh, the natives are just so restless because it's that word expectation. Yeah, but is the, co- is the coach willing to do that? This is the point. But this year. Maybe this is the year you have to have. Right? Maybe instead of fighting it all year, say this is us. How do we? How do we? Regardless of what the win-loss sheet reads at the end of the year, how do we get our game back? So we hit pre-season and we say the last six weeks of the year, that's us. That's how we have to play. Right. So what do we need? What are we lacking in talent? Bang! You got your answers. You hit the trade period. You hit the draft. What do we need to do with our running profile? Does Harry need to do half a running profile and do more goal kicking during the... Of course he does. So you just tailor everything to 2024 rather than chase your tail for 10 weeks and end up with nothing. Mm. So I, I think there's a, lot of, there's a lot that's already there, but they still, they still need answers. They still need more to compete with the big boys. They're, they're short of that. So let's find out what they are. Paddy Cripps's drop-off has been stark, hasn't it? Stark from last year, just from a pure form point of view. I was speaking about Harry Mackay, but Paddy mm. Cripps is a long way off the player that he was last year. I can't remember the last time he well, burst out in the front of a... Stop you like a couple of blokes hanging off you all day. No, I know, but he won the Brownlow <laughs> medal well, last yeah, but year. Seriously, how yeah, would you like that? No, I, I mean, that's, that that's what's happening. And uh, so, to me, look, he's... They should move him to a different spot. Put him out of there. Put him on the wing. Put I'm him sure on half forward. He can play else. He can play half forward. He can play up there. And then he goes on the ball. So he doesn't t- track those taggers because they're usually in the middle. He can do lots of things and change stuff. You reckon he can play another position? I think he can. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what you're doing. You, you, he hasn't tried. Yeah. They haven't tried him yet. Okay. Well, I'm, I'll tell you what. The minute I see him playing half forward, mm. oh, this is exactly what I'm talking about with chasing your tail. You're in real strife. Yeah. You pick a half forward, you play him half forward. You're not, you're not going to win big games playing Cripps at half forward. He's got to be your prime mid. That's, what he's, that's his trade. The problem is, over the last six weeks, 
He's outside of the top 40 for ball winning. Now, if this is your trade. Yeah. Get yourself in there and, and win the footy. It's the an, same as Ben Cunnington. Ben Cunnington's not in the kangaroo team because not win the ball. But it's an up and back game too. So when the ball is up and back, that's that's his weakness. And we saw it again so, last night. So it's a it's a transition game, and I'm not sure he's got the coverage. But the league same last year. Why, why do you say that? Well, if he's not winning, if he's not winning, he can't play half forward. Is what I'm saying. He's an inside oh, midfielder. Yeah. So playing him outside of his pet position, I don't think necessarily is the answer. But he's he's uh, not sure what it is. He's just a long way off the player. Well. He's not protected very well by his mates. I can tell you, he's run out in his own with those guys, and this is the problem. A team okay. is not actually a team in a sense. But it's not a one game. This is again not a one game issue. I, I understand the, that. I saw the dogs a few weeks ago. Every time. Uh, Cripps went forward of centre. Bontempelli went with him as the yeah. bigger body. But every time the game stopped, Bailey Smith went to him. Yeah. And Bailey Smith stood next to him at stoppage. Mm. Same as Heaney. Yep. The, the, the templates are there, right? So you either set up for the other person who's got a template against the other team who's got a template against you, the other coach's box, or you work a way through it. So how is Paddy Cripps still being that victim that, that stands there at, at the stoppage and then watches the other player work off him 150 metres? No one takes the handover response, mm-hmm. says, Paddy, stay there, I got him. Right? That should be Hewitt. That should be Kennedy. That should be Chera. But it's not. It has to be Paddy because you're a, you're, you're a midfield. It's too basic. Mm. That's too basic. Dustin Martin. You don't see Dustin Martin chase and defend. He rolls and wraps forward and someone else does that role because we work to his strengths. That's right. There needs to be a correction there, but they're not massive problems. What's the risk of the Carlton constituency blowing the joint up at the moment, Sellers? Well, it wouldn't be the first time, yeah. and uh, but you know, I mean, they're, they're passionate because, you know, they they like to succeed and and they like to win and all those sorts of things. But they're not at the moment, so you know what? They hang in there. Let me tell you, you still got a hundred thousand members. Uh, they, they love the difference. I, I don't think they love the difference from here to there, down up to down. But you know, they're very passionate. And they they like what they've got. But you know what? They need to see improvement. That's all you need to do. If you get some improvement and you win a few games on the way home, three or four games on the way home, and then set yourself up for next year is more the point, is what Dave was talking about. But I, I still think that if they, they've got 10 games to go, haven't they? We've got 10 games left? More. Uh, or 11? Uh, 12. 12. 12. You play 23 this So if year. you win six of those, if you win half of them, you can almost get in, in my opinion. But it, that's if you want to do it. If that's what you want to do, set yourself up properly and then practice all these things that we talk about or they talk about. But there's a few issues there that Cripps is not protected. There's a few other things at Mackay with, with his kicking. And then there's, got, there's issues always in a, in, a, in a footy club. Every week there's another issue. Carlton uh, talk uh, about winning more than any other club. Th- th- there you go. They are a club fixated on the destination Correct. when everyone else has learnt that it's about the journey. journey. And that's I reckon right. that's playing a real role. And that, that's, that's every part of the Carlton community. When it Not just the happen, team, the club, but more broadly. When it doesn't happen, it's someone's fault. It's, it's, mm. There's so many yeah. things going oh, to winning a game of footy. That oh, fire's is. raging at the moment. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, where would you take them? I've had a couple of inquiries. Oh, yeah. If, yeah, if you're in charge tomorrow, yeah, where would you take them? I would have taken them to the underground when I was playing, <laughs> but no, not, not there. But I think you'd take them down to a to a local hotel somewhere. Uh, I couldn't t- mention the name because everyone would turn up. That's the problem. Uh, we used to go to Norton's, and uh, sometimes we went to the Fenwick. But uh, clean but up the backyard, couldn't you? Get them over during the week. My joint. Yeah, I don't want them anywhere near me. I could tell <laughs> you could facilitate. <laughs> but let me need. tell you, I think that there's a there's an issue. There's a there's a big thing in that. You walk out of there clear, uh, in mind what we're going to do next. What are we happening now? Instead of actually, everyone's confused. The Carlton deep dive and the Friday night wrap for the Stack Team app. Stay ahead of the game with your own team management app. 
Download Stack Team app now. We'll talk the Swans and the fact that they have clawed on. We're going to have Andy Gowers, the Hawthorne president, and Sean Griggs. As if there was one move to define the change in the Hardwick era, it was Sean Griggs. So we thought we'd <laughs> honour his days with Sean joining us on Crunch Time today. And so, yeah, that's what we'll be banking on. We'll be banking on the, you know, that sort of footy when we play in two weeks' time and or less than that. So it's sort of, um, we find out about ourselves. We'll continue to find out about ourselves. And where that takes us, we don't know. Um, we don't normally stargaze. We just, you just need to get to work. And, you know, we've been trying to get to work and been a bit inconsistent. Um, so hopefully we, we work on that consistency. The Swans have got themselves to five and six. So they were going to be... Three and seven before they got the assist of the interchange infringement, and they make the most of it at their next home game, and they stay viable heading to their bye. David King, Mark McClure. They're they're a great team to support. If you're back for the Swans, you're proud of them most weeks. They've been, they've had a very inconsistent year. We pointed out their their top five or six players last night. They've they've they haven't had good weeks together. They've all been up and down, wildly erratic with their form, but. You look at them overall and you go, yeah, not a ba- not bad numbers, not a bad year, but they've they've struggled. But when you look at the best last night, and this is classic Sydney Swans, so Blakey has a great game, you know, counter punching as often as he can. Second highest rated player on the ta- on the on the ground is Wicks. Third highest rated Melican. Fourth highest rated Fox. Classic Sydney Swans. This is your task. Do your job. Be part of the team. Allow Warner to play the way he wants to play. Allow us to do this with Heaney. Allow us to do this with with Parker. And everything seems to come together. So without, as John Longmire said last night, seven key position players who are on the sidelines, they fashion a way to win. You have to be proud of them. It's as simple as that. That's a game they shouldn't have won in a a whole host of ways. But they find a way. They sure do. And they get, well, I was at Sydney Swans for some time. And, and uh, that little, that, uh, that sort of breed of, hang on, nothing's, uh, nothing's too hard for us, nothing's too, too good. And, and we, you didn't have great sides, you know, they didn't have any stars. I mean, Buddy's a star there, and there's a few others. Heaney's a really, really good player. And, uh, you know, and Blakey's turning into something, come from back half. Understand all that. But hey, Warner, you know, Goulding. I, I love those kids. I mean, they've been in the system now three or four years. They're just starting to come through and start to be to be instrumental in what they do. And Robottom, who does it, all, the, all the tagging and all those sorts. Of, it's his job. That's what I do. And I don't see, you know, that in some other sides. But they, they're proud of themselves. They're proud of how they play. And I, and I, and I think that John Longmire uh, coaches them really well. And, he, and it's, about, it's all about heart and soul. That's them. That's the swans for me. The great play from Friday night footy for Luxus Greats. The leaders in aluminium drainage, UV stable, rust proof and customisable on site. Luxus Greats distributed Australia wide. So Nick Blakey, it was his 89th game. Was it his best game? Um, probably not his best, I don't think, but a, to- a great time to have a game like that. You know, they just needed one person to, to, to stand up and... And counter punch because they they had to they had to play at speed because their forward line's been really poor lately. Like Lance can't buy a goal, and was held again last night. Papley's sadly out of form. Pa- Papley's kicked six goals in six weeks. He kicked six goals the previous Previous week to that. So we expected him to be that next level player, and he hasn't quite been that. So they've had to play a different way to score. I thought McLean was really important for them last night as a big frame forward of centre. He has ten touches, kicks a couple of goals, but he he creates a spill. He creates chaos. 
and it allowed Wicks and those guys to go to work. They did a good job on Sard, so tactically sound there. They did a good job with Heaney, as we spoke about, on Cripps, really sound there. And then they, they basically challenged Parker and Warner to win the game for them. And Chad was fantastic, 29 disposals, two goals. Minimal clearances, but maximum damage. Um, so they tailor to their talent really well. They're short of the mark. They're going to have their challenges on the way home. They're nowhere near the finished product, and this is again the year they're going to have to have to live. You know, the gaps, the gaps on on the competition tellers when you lose that glut of key post player, it's just obvious, isn't it? Mm, it is. It is. And and, and you know what? They're, they're not going to play. They're going to. They may make finals. They may, but they're not going to cause any damage. I don't think maximum damage in the finals because they'll probably have to travel to Melbourne and they'll probably have to travel and they don't play real well there uh, or very well there you know so uh, who's their next game is that Collingwood or is it is it uh, uh, so they've got the bye then they go St Kilda Brisbane yeah well that's two toughies you know and they're both away I suppose uh, St Kilda's away. at home yeah. and Brisbane's at the game you know, they've got an interesting game you know they're both pretty good in good shape both those sides and uh, they may not win those but they may you never know still got a problem with, with Buddy it's it just yeah, but sometimes you've it's got to move that out. In, it's a stone in the shoe at the moment. And and no one wants to really talk about it because mm. we don't want to be negative to Should, it. What's going to be you drop I- him? No, you can't drop him. It'd be an icon of our game. Game 350 coming up. Yeah. Um, big celebration. He still needs that one more goal to go past Doug Wade to be the fourth highest goal kicker in, in, mm. in the game's history. So it's a great ride and we're all we're all waiting for it to to, to get the celebrationary moments along the way. But it's But it's close to the end. Chad Warner, did we discuss him? Geez, he was good. Yeah, yeah. very good. Geez, he did some damage last night. He was excellent. He, yeah. he, he's been inconsistent this year, but yeah. when he's on, he changes their whole team. That was it? that was the Chad Warner I remember from last year. Yeah. Really damaging. Sideways, um, movement. Um, he, he caused all manner of havoc. Luxus Greats, the leaders in customisable aluminium drainage. While we've been sitting here, Sam, you've got a curious little yeah. yarn? Yeah, it is a bit curious. It's something we've, I don't think we've actually ever seen before. So Sam De Koning, who, of course, uh, suffered that nasty facial fracture against Essendon back in round seven, will today make his return, Jared, wearing a, an NBA-style face mask, uh, similar to the ones worn by Joel Embiid and, and, and Jalen Brown and the like. So it's been approved by the AFL medicos, by the Geelong medicos. He did have surgery earlier this month, uh, De Koning, to repair a, a nasal uh, f- uh, bone break, as I say, that happened against Essendon. So this is a big... A big black mask that will cover up the majority of his face. It'll be like Batman running out down there at, uh, later on this afternoon. So as soon as he runs out, people will be like, who is that? I don't think we've ever seen it before, but being ticked off, so we'll see how it goes. Was, was Kobe the first? No. It was the first to wear it. In the NBA? Yeah. Oh, geez, you'd be going back a fair way. But Richard Hamilton from Richard Detroit, Hamilton. Benny's telling us. Wow. There you go. I don't, know either. I don't either. It could be from anywhere. <laughs> I wonder if they've had to get imported from, from the state. I did ask the question, the person that told me, uh, I said, is this a, an Australian-made product? I couldn't get an answer on that. But if you've seen them, you'll know what I'm talking about. But literally covers up uh, the entire face just about. So what is wrong with Has he got some problems? He had a, a break in the nose and also, uh, not that I'm a, a medico here, Sellers, but a maxillary, a maxillary fracture as well. So... All around the sort of nasal area, quite a nasty uh, break against Essendon. So he had surgery at the start of the month, now fit to return, but with the mask. 
The latest uh, on the Hawthorne investigation uh, coming up next. Uh, Sam's got a little more detail on that front. Andy Gowers, the Hawthorne president, is going to join us. We're going to fan out to the coaching landscape. Are we going to play coaching wildcard edition two, given the raging success of a month ago? I, oh, no. I think we will. This is crunch time for Azito, powering DIYs all day, every day at Bunnings. To 10:30 a.m. You're listening to Crunch Time. Zito Power Tools, German-designed quality and innovation, powering DIYers all day, every day. Visit Berwick GMW Haval and test drive the GWM Canon CC, part of the Berwick Motor Group. Quick cross section from the text machine on Carlton, not the full deep dive here. So hundreds and hundreds have come through. So maybe four different categories here. Agree totally about the pressure and subsequent paralysis. There's such negativity and tension around this club, such fear of error. Morning crunch timers. Oh, full marks, KD, for using crunch timers. The Blues are the, the blues are soft. That's in caps. And if they aren't going to make the finals, they need to re-sign Mitch me. Robinson. Can you do that again? Till season Don't end, do that again. show that their players what dogged determination and ferocity to win the ball and intensity looks like, KD. Physically, it isn't the problem for Harry at the moment. Go back and have a look at all Harry's contest work last night and tell me it isn't an issue. It's disgraceful, that's Sean in Perth. And Carlton need a lock-in. 35 players and coaches, 10 hours, 25 slabs of Carlton draft, no phones. Vossi needs to tell war stories. Mark McClure comes in for a cameo. Yes. Then Greg Williams, followed by Sticks and Brattles. That's from Alex. Get the handcuffs yeah. out again, I reckon. <laughs> as long as they keep them contained in the room and don't let it seep out. I don't think enough. That's not enough slabs. That's, that, that's just a few different ideas to sample the community. And the, the quest for some sort of resolution in the, the Hawthorne saga here, Sam, what have yeah. you learnt this morning? All right, so the the Hawthorne racism, racism investigation, if I could talk about it broadly, on the verge of, well, if not complete collapse yet again, then another significant hurdle. So it had been hoped this week that some sort of settlement, Jared, could finally be reached under, a, I guess, a proposal suggested by the lawyers of some of the First Nations families. Now, that involved a number of things, but it was based around an apology, but a... Something of a generic apology, if you like, that, that that in one particular version didn't even involve apologies from Clarkson, Fagan and Burt. So the families were unhappy with this. There was a conference meeting last night between the four First Nation uh, families represented by Leon Zwei. Now, in that meeting, the families said everything was on hold, Jared. that there was some even some anger and some even questioning whether Leon Zwei was working for them or working for the AFL. The family said they would meet again today to decide whether they want to proceed in this current form. So Leon's why might not be involved in this case for too much longer if this anger has bled into today from the families who were most unhappy with the proposal that sought a resolution um, yesterday and in the coming days and into last week. So uh, they'll have some clarity on that today. And this all comes with, with Jason Bird, of course, that interview in The Age with, with Jake Nile that shone a light on a number of things. So he's given his version of events on some of the specifics that have been previously laid out. Each individual case study, if you like. And uh, the, the one that's perhaps most jarring for me reading it was, uh, I suppose, the, the admission uh, from Jason Burt that uh, there were elements, unintended, he says, elements of intimidation. And he admitted it was a little bit edgy when himself... Chris Fagan and Alistair Clarkson, Jason Burt's version of events, go out to a, a particular player's home to encourage uh, him to um, move on from his partner, if you like. Um, and on retrospect, uh, Jason Burt's told the age that um, that it probably should have just been him in his role as development officer that went out there as opposed to the two coaches. But that's one of a number of case studies that I'd, I'd 
I probably won't paraphrase the rest of them. I'll do them in injustice, but uh, that's where that sits. It's a big uh, tell-all interview from Jason Burt. All right, Andy Gowers, the Hawthorne president, is going to join us on the other side of this break, the week that the chief executive resigned as the toll, the personal toll, was too great for him to continue. SEN merch is available. Get your exclusive SEN-branded T-shirts at merch.sen.com.au. This is Crunch Time for Azito, powering DIYers all day, every day at Bunny. You're listening to Crunch Time. Zito Power Tools. German design quality and innovation powering DIYers. All day, every day. Visit Berwick GMW Haval and test drive the GWM Canon CC. Part of the Berwick Motor Group. It has been a remarkable week in off-field news. Damien Hardwick's departure as Richmond coach and the Hawthorne Cultural Review and the subsequent racial investigation is... Moving towards, well, the attempts of resolution, the Hawthorne chief executive departed as of uh, immediately as this week unfolds. So a big week of news for Repco authorised service for expert car service you can rely on. Book online at repcoservice.com. Jared Waitley, Sam Edmund, Mark McClure and David King. We have the Hawthorne president, Andy Gowers, with us as well. Andy, welcome to Crunch Time. Good to be here, gentlemen. Have you read the Jason Burt interview today in The Age? I have. Had you heard that version of event, events prior to today? Uh, look, there are, there are all kinds of versions of events that I've read and seen and heard. And, um, yeah, so, look, not, not unfamiliar to me, but um, it, it's a sad state of affairs. How did it leave you feeling as documented a, a loyal servant of Hawthorne and where he finds himself? Well, I think the whole thing is encapsulated with the word sad. It's a sad situation that we're in. What we're talking about are former coaches, former staff, former players of our club. And we proudly wear the moniker of the family club. And it's, it's sad that we haven't got um, fond memories of their, their total involvement in the club uh, being the, the predominant um, thought for them. You know, there's a, there's a part of their, their heart, and I've, I've said this through the week, that beats brown and gold. And uh, it's, it's hard to focus on that at the moment whilst they're sad. Will there be a time where you will reach out to, to all three, and in this particular case, Jason Burt? Of course, absolutely. So I remember when I was, um, was traded from Hawthorne a long time ago and the then Chief Executive, John Lawrence, said to me, you'll always be welcome at Hawthorne. And I didn't really understand it at the time when, you, when you're going off to another club and uh, looking to play somewhere else... Um, you're not thinking so much about those words, but they really came home to roost when I moved back to Melbourne with my family. And of course, I got back involved with Hawthorne. And, uh, you know, I, I absolutely love this club. And one of the reasons I put my hand up to, to serve again is to help it through this difficult time. And part of uh, my focus is to focus on the, the, the people, focus on the human side of this story. And albeit there are some... Uh, legal ramifications potentially. We don't have anything uh, in that regard um, on our books at the moment, but there are there are legal considerations, of course, because it's a it's a very complex issue. But that's the human thing that I'm focused on first and foremost. These are these are friends of ours. These are people who have served the club with distinction and success, and um, and I'm talking 
that the players and their families and the staff, everybody included, um, and we want to bring it to a resolution. We want it to be fair. We want it to be just, and we want it to be soon. Is there a desire to sort the truth, to try to find the truth, Andy, or is that now too complicated and too vexed? Well, look, I, I read some, uh, some, somewhere recently that there are four different versions of the truth. There are, there are different people recollect, recollect things differently, and that's quite, quite possible. Uh, I don't know whether that's the case in this situation, but I, I suppose uh, one of the ways that you get to, um, to hear the truth or tell the truth is to have an opportunity to sit, to gather. And you know, at the moment, um, it's hard to, for that to happen. In time, I'm very hopeful that that will be able to happen. And you know, we'll have opportunities to sit and gather and talk and listen and learn. In the hope of a resolution, it's been stated that the AFL is willing to offer an apology and Hawthorne would be willing to offer an apology to the families involved. Is that the case? We, we are open to all discussions. Uh, we're not closing the door on anything. And, you know, I, I'm not allowed to go into, into detail, but uh, what I would remind everybody listening uh, is that we are doing everything in our power to resolve this. As I, I'll go back to what I said before, fairly, justly and quickly. Are you clear in your mind on what Hawthorne would apologise for? Um, look, it, it's a work in progress. We, we need to be, we need to be um, considerate of everybody involved. It's, it's incredibly complex. I know you've heard other people say that as well. It's because it is. Um, and there's a, lot, there's a lot to work through, but I can assure everybody listening... And, and, I, and I know I actually addressed this in a letter to our members last weekend. One of the questions naturally is why is it taking so long? Well, it's, it's very complex and there are, there are various reasons why it's taking so long. But I can assure everybody there are, there are a lot of people working on this and there are a lot, there's a lot of time being spent on it. Can you clearly identify the flaws either in Inception or in the way it was conducted in the notion of the Hawthorne Cultural Review? No, and look, I don't think now's the time to look back on, on anyone's process. I think let's resolve it to the best of our abilities. Um, there will be a time, I suppose, for um, retrospection on that. Um, but look, right now everyone's doing everything they can to resolve it. Did, did Justin Reeves resign before a review of an executive review of the way this had been handled? Yeah, Justin Reeves res resigned during the week. Um, which uh, was accepted by the board. And look, I think with regard to that topic, and I, I have said this during the week also, I, th I think we need to be careful. Um, you know, in, in um, his resignation statement that we released, you know, the, the words um, focus on his health and well-being was, was in there front and square. So I think we need to be very mindful of that. Um, the other part of, of Justin's story is that he's also the father of Ned, who will be playing here today. So... Uh, I, I believe he will be here today to watch Ned and, um, you know, the way that um, he and, and we are thinking about this now is he, he served our club uh, for almost six years uh, and led the organisation and today he comes to the football as Ned Reeves' father but not also CEO and that's, that's unfortunately just the way it is. So just by virtue of what he said in, the, in his own statement, Andy, upon his resignation, did you... What level of surprise, if any, was there? Look, um, Sam, I don't, it doesn't surprise me at all that anyone, mm. uh, you know, is finding this difficult, finding it hard. I've used the word sad before. 
So um, it's, it's sad that he's got to that point. But we understand, we, um, we respect his decision and, you know, we, um, we support it. Just coming back to the investigation, is there in any way a scenario whereby, you know, it, it doesn't get resolved? Can you, can I, you envisage a, a future I, I, like that? I hope not. Yeah. No, there, there, there has to be a resolution. Um, we, can't, we can't leave this hanging. It's hanging over our club and it's hanging over the competition. So, um, and, and for everybody involved, I'll go back to you know, the point before, these are real people going through really challenging moments. We've seen Alistair Clarkson step away, we've seen Justin Reeves step away, and I haven't even covered, covered the families who are feeling, obviously feeling hurt themselves. Um, you saw Jason Burt's article today, it's mentioned already. There are a lot of people hurting about this, and that's th- throughout the AFL, and certainly you know, connected with our club. Andy Gowers is the, the Hawthorne president. Feel free to change topics if, you, if you'd like to. Can I just ask, do you, th- do you think it's affecting the group in terms of the, what we see for the two hours of a weekend? Do you think it permeates through the club in totality? Look, they have been remarkable. And my quick answer would be no, I don't think it is. Um, we're watching fantastic growth and development in these kids. I know it's good timing for me to say this, coming off a great win last week. We'll see how we perform this afternoon. We've got big hopes. But they have been remarkably resilient. Uh, and that's from the coaching... Well, Rob McCartney, who's the general manager of football, all the way down. And so players, support staff, volunteers, coaches, players have all been incredibly resilient. And we're, we're proud of the job they're doing out on the field, um, regardless of what's happening off the field. You throw that in on, on top, and I think they're doing an incredible job. We're very proud of them. Andy, is this taking the toll on you? Big pardon? Is this taking the toll on you? Look, it probably is in a way, but um, I knew that this was something I'd have to deal with if I, if I did um, become the president of Hawthorne. Uh, so I waited up long and hard, Mark, and... Uh, it was something that I felt like I could play a role in. I've got relationships with um, nearly all of the people involved here. Uh, and in some ways, I, I come in with um, not attached to the, the decision last year to, to conduct the review and so on. So I've got, a, a, in some ways, a fresh set of eyes. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping I can play... Um, <laughs> A, ro- a role in two forms. One is leading the board and the club, but also, you know, a peacemaker role. And if that's if that's possible for me to play, I'll, I've got my hand up to play it. It's difficult if you haven't got any allegations. Have any of them come through? What do you mean? The allegations of, of what's happened. Exactly. Oh, look, I've I've um, I've seen the allegations. I've read the Bin Marta report. I'm across all the information that I can be. Um, and look. The word difficult that you just used is a pretty good summary. It is a difficult situation. It is far from easy. Dennis Pagan used to say you can't have success on field unless you've got stability in, in the back offices. You're far from that. At the end of this season, you'll be looking to attract players, attract staff. You've got a lot of positions available at the moment. Do you think that what's happening at the moment will affect your ability to get good people, whether they be players or staff or whatever role they perform for your football club? Do you think you'll have difficulty with that? Kingy, I think... Um the positions that we have available, as you say, and, and in terms of a, a playing destination, I think we've got an incredibly strong story to tell. And I think that it's a bit like the question I was asked during the week about finding the next CEO. For the right person, what a fantastic opportunity to come into a club that's growing on field, 
Yes, there are, a few, there are a few things we need to sort through off the field, but that in itself represents an opportunity. Um, I'm, I'm definitely an optimist, you can probably tell, but I think for the right people, Hawthorne is a fantastic place to be, and that's, that's the message we, we are and will be selling. There's so much upside, and I'm not just talking about on-field. Off-field, there's a lot of upside too. We, look, we are a large club. We've got a large membership base, very loyal membership base. Yes, we've, we've been successful in the modern era, whichever way you want to define that. We've been successful and we plan to continue to be successful. That's why we've got a young developing list, because we're prepared to build for the future. To some degree, I think the outside world has been surprised at the level of growth. Maybe not in wins and losses, and that hasn't started to show yet, but in terms of the, the upside with our, our young developing list, I think that's pretty clear that people can see what we're doing there and it's, it's bearing fruit. So I say, um, in terms of uh, positions and, and us as a destination, we're an incredibly good option. Just in regards to the list, could you be free agency players in a, in a few months' time? Is it you know, clearly got room in the cap? Would it be a, a club mandate to perhaps try and target a free agent or two? Well, look, certainly over the next period, I'll be as specific as that, you know, f free agents and, and trade is a, an avenue for us to look at. We are, we are very young, but the combination of the draft and free agency and trade, of course, makes sense for us. So we're, we're building towards a side that we want to win finals and then hopefully grand finals. And so that's, that's what we're doing. We've been very, very strategic about that and very um, on course about it. So we won't waver from that. So if it makes sense and it fits into our model, then uh, we'll certainly look at it. Was last week's game the direct comparison with the team that hasn't got to the business of rebuilding versus a team that has taken that choice? Was that a pretty powerful case study for you to yeah. validate the choices? Look, I, I, it's only a sample of one game, but I, and there's no doubt West Coast were very vulnerable last week, and that's been shown in their recent, recent performances. But um, very important for our young boys to get a win of that magnitude. It, could have been very easy to take the foot off the pedal at some point, and they didn't. So I've said a few times privately to people during the week, you know, I would have taken a 16-point win last week. The, the, the fact that we were able to, to really have a, a, a demonstrative win said a lot, I thought, about our, our boys and really important for them, or well, young men, I should call them, although some of them do look like boys to me. Um, you know, they're, they're growing, they're developing, and that, that, um, that experience of winning well against, you know, an, an AFL side, you, you've got to beat whoever you're up against. And last week they did the job and we were very, very proud of them, pleased for them too. So, sorry to go backwards, but at the start of this whole saga, we talked about with possible sanctions and those sorts of things and we learned from history and that, that some of those sanctions may involve draft picks and all, all sorts of um, extremities. Has that been one thing that you've, that you've sought some clarification on, if there is to be a concession of sorts? that it wouldn't involve some sort of list impact in terms of sanctions? Well, look, um, I know that there's been discussion in the media about sanctions, but we're, I don't think we're at that stage yet. And, and certainly in terms of... Um, I mean, I don't see how this issue would relate to on-field draft because I just don't see the link personally. But, of course, I'm going to say that, aren't I? But, <laughs> you know, in terms of sanctions, let's see where things eventuate and, and we'll be working... Um, working with all the parties involved and work out what is a fair and just resolution. You surprised that Clarkson stood down? Yes, it did surprise me. Um, I know Clarko very well. And, um, you know, 
I'll go back to that word sad. It, yeah, it, it's very it sad. really saddened me. And I, I feel for him, I feel for every single person involved, as I said at the start. And, um, yeah, I hope he's doing okay. Andy, it's good to have you with us. Good, good luck on. for tonight uh, or for this afternoon with the roof closed. It always feels like tonight. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, to, for wherever the next week or two takes us. Thanks for your time. Thanks, guys. Exactly. Well Andy Gowers, the Hawthorne president, with us in the box. So that, that's the main story at the end of the week. The, the off-field week was set alight on Monday night when Tom Morris broke the story that Damien Hardwick was resigning as Richmond's coach. Uh, and he's already gone. And we thought so... A few days on... Did Tom break that, did he? What was the quintessential <laughs> Hardwick move? And it was Sean Grigg into the ruck in 2017. Premiership ruckman, That Jared. was it, wasn't it? Sorry, it was irresistible not to have him on today. He's now an assistant coach at Geelong. Sean Grigg, great to have you on Crunch Time. Uh, thank you very much for having me, um, Jared and boys. Yeah, it brings back some great memories, um, those 2017 days. So, just overall first, how did you react when you heard on Monday that this was happening? Oh, yeah, to be honest, a bit of shock. Um, obviously, um, Dim has been a huge part of, of my um, playing career and also coaching career. So, yeah, for, for me to see, um, you know, Dimmer leave the Richmond Footy Club was a bit of shock, but ultimately pride in the end. He's been a great, great servant for the club and the game and obviously um, needs need a break. So, um, yeah, obviously wish him all the best. How fondly do you think back on on what was achieved, and particularly in seven, in seventeen and and the moment of folklore when you go in as the second ruckman? Oh yeah, very fond, Jared. Um, yeah, that, those were great times, and, and nobody probably thought um, the Richmond Footy Club could do it back then. So, um, you know, and also personally for me, he he probably lit the fire for me in my coaching career, and um, saw something in me at a young age. So. Um, for for Dimmer to back me in and help me on my coaching um, coaching run was um, you know that's probably where, why I'm where I am at the moment. On the stat sheets, how many hitouts did you get? Well, I, I can walk you through that, Sean, before you <laughs> lie to us, um, because you had I, I two hitouts. I, I know my career. I think my career hitouts are 148 boys, but no, none is, in the grand final, unfortunately. From the under tens, was it? <laughs> I knew you'd lie to us, Sean. I knew you'd lie to us, so I looked it up. From the moment they brought you in at round 22 of 2017, you had two hitouts in the next six weeks. <laughs> well, obviously, I must have got better as uh, the season went on, Kingy. Yeah, didn't get too many hitouts, did I? And looking back on it, um, I don't know how Bimmer convinced me, really. Um, I don't know how anyone could think it's a good idea standing in a set of bounce across from Nick Matanelli, <laughs> particularly at my side. Did you go in the centre bounce? Yeah. Seriously? I did, unfortunately, so, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Hey, can you just sort of take the, the fan and the listener behind the scenes a little bit? We talked a lot with Damien Harbick over the journey about how he'd theme around and, and often would give you uh, little gifts or presents at the start of the week that would back up again game day and would have some sort of meaning. Can you just let us in a little bit on a couple of those special ones for you? Uh, yeah, he, he was obviously really great at that. He's a great motivator and that's probably the one thing I, I take from him. Probably the story I mentioned before is, how did he convince me to play in the ruck? Um, looking back on it now, I don't know. But at the time, I was more than willing to do it. So um, I've still got a lot of those things that, that Dimmer sort of gifted us pre-game. There was T-shirts, there's little toy donkeys, there's hockey pucks, there's baseballs. Um, there's a lot of different stuff that, um, yeah, I've kept. Can you, can you run us through maybe the hockey puck? Just give us a story behind that one. Uh, I think it was a, a team. I'm not exactly sure if the team... Um, 
and the story behind it. But he all, he, he always pulled out little little um, gems of gold from from different sports or different successful teams. Sean, your mum played a big part in you playing footy with Carlton and in, at Richmond. I remember talking to her on the radio, and she was a, a big supporter. Uh, yeah, obviously, yeah, great family from from Ballarat, and um, she's uh, very fond of you, Sellers. She was a big Carlton supporter growing up. Mm. Sean, Sam Edmund, I really appreciate you coming on uh, today, mate. So uh, you arrived, I think, maybe 12 months after Dimmer did. Can you give us an insight onto how it all changed? I mean, the Richmond we know now is, was certainly not the Richmond we were observing then. There was the elimination final heartbreaks. And then there was a crossroad moment, a sliding door moment, where the whole system changed and the whole philosophy and game plan changed. How much deliberate and how much just by circumstance? Oh, I think it's a bit of both, Sam. I think um, Dimmer really um, had a good hard look at the list and, and what he had at his disposal and really went after those strengths. So for us um, at that time, we, we, although we were pretty small, um, we had a lot of quick players, um, you know, uh, a lot of good crumbing players, a lot of good pressure players. So the coaches, coaching staff put a game plan together that revolved around that and also um, you know, our better players as well, obviously Alex Rance, Jack Rewalt. Dustin Martin sort of um, allowed those guys to play with freedom and play to their absolute strength. And now in 2023, I mean, where are you at with your coaching journey? I mean, the coaches, we've heard them, the senior coaches particularly this week, band together, um, you know, to express their concerns over the soft cap and I suppose the state of the game financially off the field. Where are you at with your, your mindset in terms of becoming a senior coach? Oh, everything I've ever done, sort of, Sam, is, is I've committed to just evolve and grow. Um, it's I do it in, in all walks of life. So for me, you know, I pinch myself every day working at the Geelong Footy Club. Um, such a great environment that I'm um, working with Chris Scott, I'm learning so much all the time. So for me, there's there's no ceiling on it. There's no dead end on it. There's no time frame on anything. It's just continuing to learn from, from great people and being in great environments. And, um, you know, probably the, the talk around, you know, the soft cap um, needing to catch up, it, it is probably the one thing that, in footy that hasn't caught up to pre-COVID levels and maybe the impact that I see in it is some of the the good football people now have a choice to make, whether they stay in AFL and and earn the money they do or, you know, they can earn probably the same money or even more um, outside the AFL, whether that's, you know, working in a school or coaching coaching a country Mm -hmm. footy club and doing something else. So it's probably just that choice that that good footy um, people have now. Would you be willing to go through the process at Richmond if you were asked? Uh, probably one thing that I've learned from the master of this is we, we, like, we understand the, the role of the media and the speculation of, of, of different things. But, you know, Chris Scott says it all the time. We, we don't buy into it. Don't buy into that speculation. We just deal on facts. And, um, you know, for me and us, it's the attentions on the Geelong Footy Club and particularly today, getting the win. Um, but as I mentioned before, you know, I'm continually evolving and growing. And like I said, I'm pinching myself working at the Cats. So what will be, will be. You're Just coaching, are you coaching the Ruckman? <laughs> Only the undersized ones. Um, which we've, got a, we've got a beauty of Mark Lissab there. He's, he's, yeah, he's, have, he's yeah. better than me in the Ruck, though. <laughs> <That was, laughs> hey, Sean, just on today uh, and matters today at Geelong, have you seen Sam DeConing's mask? And, and what sort of fashion statement will it be? I have. Um, I was involved, when I was involved in Richmond, Dylan Grimes wore something similar, if, um, if anyone can remember that, a few years ago. So sort of Phantom, Phantom of the Opera type stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Batman, but Phantom of the Opera is not bad. Yeah. Good one. Do, do you know whether did it fly, did they fly it in from the States or is there something local that they're able to come up with? 
Yeah, I'm not too sure, Jared, where, where it was made, but we saw him training it during the week and obviously didn't affect um, him seeing the footy. Or, or So he'll be out there today playing his role. We're looking forward to having him back. Obviously, a very, very important player for us. So welcome him with open arms. Sean, great to have well you with us to, to reminisce a little. Thanks a lot for doing that uh, in the week that Damien Hardwick's days at Richmond come to a close. No worries. Thank you. Just for Thank his you, confidence, Jared, as he leaves. He did kick three goals in that game. He had one hit out against St Kilda <laughs> in round 23. So just a Stop little pat in the back. That's enough, there. okay? Right when kicking goals, we're going to celebrate. <laughs> Sean Grigg, fantastic. Like you, such Sean. a great part of the overall story. Six yeah. hit outs in 2017 is the way yeah. it'll be recorded, but it'll be remembered so much more fondly well, just than that. Ha- just had a look on his Wikipedia page. First paragraph is Premiership Ruckman, Sean Ruckman. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. See, we, we talk about footy so seriously all year. And then Damien Harwick at round 21 <laughs> well, of 2017 throws the whole thing, all balls in the air. All right, Kingy, if Damien Hardwick was trying to cook his 1,001st snag, yes. what sausage was Sean Grigg into the ruck? Ooh, that was an early snag. Well, that, that was, was like snag 50. Yeah, that's a, that's a deep snag, isn't it? Yeah. That's, that's got that's crumbing, a verse. crumbing and all sorts of stuff that's going on. Bratty. That's what Damien Hardwick thought about ruckman. But it, it, that's that, That's what it says is, to me. This is the sort of stuff. We, well, well, we third man think, up then. Third man up, I think, as well. Yeah. Yep. So if you're going to be a, a premiership coach, you've got to find something completely unique and different, a point of difference. Mark Blitzarves in the ruck. Reece mm-hmm. Stanley taking the centre bounce, going to centre-half back. Those sorts of things. Jeremy Cameron playing high up the ground, going back in. Damien Harwick, get the ball to ground. Chaos. You know, the, the great coaches have a, have a stamp on the game. So when you look at your team, so Craig McRae's all the boom at the moment, the way mm-hmm. they're playing, right? No one can work out how to stop it. No one. They haven't played the, the, the Divi 2 teams yet, Jared. They're about to enter that phase now. And they sit top of the table. So what's your team doing that's completely unique? If you haven't gotten a thing, you know what? You're an also run. We are going to play Coaching Wildcard next, oh, yeah. which is just so exciting given the events of a month ago. The news of the week for Repco Authorised Service, <laughs> Penrite Oil and your local Repco Authorised Service. In round 11, we have two interim coaches. We have the Richmond's coaching job vacant, one of the biggest in the land, and we have a three-time premiership coach who, in theory at least, is on the market. He'd be gettable in the right circumstances. That's how much things moved in the past week. We look ahead to today's game for the TAC. Please reply quickly to texting drivers. A message from the TAC. About six weeks ago, David King... (laughs) playfully introduced the idea of coaching wildcard, uh, which some tipped in more enthusiastically than others. Oh, come on. But he did stumble across the Damien Hardwick scenario, and this was everyone's thoughts. Damien Hardwick at Richmond. Um, 50-50. Oh, I like it, Jared. Hang on. Hang, man. Go on. I told you how we should have played this. <laughs> Sammy. Sammy? There's no 37, is no, there? It's between the Tommy oh, well, uh, Does he need a 50, change? 50-50. Oh, I'll get some courage a bit. Yeah. All right, go on. <laughs> go on to, I hate shitting with people with no courage. Where? Seriously. Go on to where? Go on to another club. What club? Mm, I'm going to say he's linked to Kenny Hinckley. I'm going to say mm. he's going to the power. 
What insight? Yeah, well, he's mm. the newsbreaker. If you can get him off the fence, he can let you in a little bit. <laughs> well, so one leg down. Well done. Just a reasonably decent good one start. to come. Good, good competition, Jared. Yeah, well, how interesting how the, and the spin-off conversation was around if this is actually on the downwards rather than recoverable now is it might be in Hardwick's mind to get out, and that's precisely what he was thinking. So we're going to play this game again, Jared. Again. Now, I want you the, to get investors in this game. I'm 50-50. Who did you say? <laughs> um, <laughs> there were a lot of 50 50s well, well, That's not bad. Had, I might work with that. Now, now let what, me tell you, what? I've had feedback too. Have you? Mm. You're From too one. liberal with your Gonskis. <laughs> yeah, yes. oh, people do it personally. Oh, well, just just on the point. machinations, it is so interesting. Like Richmond, regardless of whether you think they're going to be successful in the short term or not, it is a prize job. Huge club, mm-hmm. great stability, money. And you've got a three-time premiership coach who simply has to be in demand. There was nothing in Damien Hardwick's demeanour that suggests he wouldn't be open to coaching next year. And that is a really intriguing question for a handful of clubs. I love the American model where you, you get something for your coach. <laughs> like, it would be, it would be um, attractive for Richmond to, to okay, you're going to leave? Yep, we'll, 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 get a, we'll get a second round draft pick for you. Like that, that's the American model. And, and people don't like that, I understand. But I think this is the perfect way to finish, Jared, because he doesn't have to sack anyone, he doesn't have to sack Cochin or Rewald or any of those guys. And we know he's burnt out, so he hasn't orchestrated this. He's done. He needs a break. But he'll get that break, and he'll be right to go for the next club. Now, who will that next club be? Is the big discussion? Or will there even be a next club? So that's where I'm going to start today. We're going to play our game. 100%. Hang on. Before you start, though, is there a... Oh, yeah. So there's a rider on this. This is not for Twitter. This won't translate. Is You either have to take the entirety of the... You had to be the there. Jared. ...conversation in, or you have to leave it be. So this is not for Twitter. That's our in-house rules. I don't think I'm not for Twitter, to be honest. <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, well, you don't even know what Twitter is. What are you talking about? Well, I don't uh, want it. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to start with... I'm too off I'm going to Twitter. start with Damien Hardwick. Yep. Coaching next year. 100%, 50-50, or nominate a club? 100%. Nominate a club no. for me. No. Okay. 100%. Coaching? Yes. 50-50. Very good start from you, Sellers. Port Adelaide, Ken Hinckley, there next year. Um, so, you know yeah, the rules. 100%. Jerry. It's the second time you've played this. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. He's gone. No, no, no 100%. 100%. It's not that hard to work next year. Ninety percent it's a port out. Go through the categories again. Hundred percent. There's three categories. Okay, I've, I've, I messed the it up. Second okay, time we played this game. So hundred percent Kenny coaches <laughs> next year, and ninety percent it's a port Adelaide. Oh, no, is he oh. at Port Adelaide next year? Yeah, well, so year? if you force me to go the hundred percent, I will. As a hundred percent Ken Hinckley coaches Coach. next year. Hypocritical here. They got me playing percentages last time, and yeah. you're introducing ninety. Well, there's a ten percent chance the port will tip him out, which would be. Lucy. Oh, they can sack him, but. It, it, you, that's the game. Yeah, so the game, I'm, I'm 100%. He's at Port. Yep. I'm 50-50 at best. 50-50. You had him gone last time. <laughs> I know, and I got feedback. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a nasty one too. So I good. think the I layer in that is that there's no doubt, I think, that Ken would want to coach Port Adelaide next year. Yeah. And I think there's no doubt he should coach Port Adelaide. But whether Port shares that view oh, is the nuance in the conversation. I think we're aligned with that, aren't we? I think it's not 
where so I, I don't assume... think I don't think Ken's choosing to go no. anywhere else. Oh, that's my read of it too. I think Kenny's never coached better at Port Adelaide. But we're, there's a lot of crystal balling going into what the bar has been set at from a Port Adelaide. That's exactly right. But he would be sought after by someone else. Absolutely. He would have two options minimum, I reckon. Two options. I think the awkwardness will come in when you sign him for how long? If you sign him for three years in August and they bomb out second week of the finals, look forward to that discussion. Western Bulldogs, Luke Beveridge. 100%. Yep. With it. Chris Scott, Geelong. 100%. 100%. Would he... Attract another club. Why wouldn't he go out and put himself on the market and try something else? Or is he ensconced in, 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 in Geelong? I reckon that, that, that train might have come and left the station. You think it's done? Mm. Your version, your answer? Oh, 100% he's there. Okay. Qualifying his answer before he gives an answer. John Longmire. <laughs> uh, no, I'm still 100% there. I don't think that's quite at that point. It's a long contract. Does that factor into our decisions? I think it does. 2025, so I'm saying 100%. Yeah, I think it's right. I think he's doing a pretty good job there. Okay. I reckon there's... there's I reckon... Oh, you know something, do I know you? there's no in-between percentages, so I'll sit this far. Oh, <laughs> okay. You, don't, you don't get any heat at all, do you? Just ask I questions. think he could... Go on. I think... <laughs> I think the job... I don't know if he's loving the job like he once did. Okay. So I, I don't know what percentage that sits at. It's not 50-50. It's not. No. It's probably 98-2. And how so long has it been? But it's, it's been growing. Four, it's been... Four 14 years? been a long time. So do you think where he wouldn't have been open to a conversation before, which was the North Melbourne thing a few years ago, that he might actually be open to the right conversation? I th- yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Because yeah. I think it's a tough gig in Sydney, and I don't think the AFL give great support, and I think that's wearing thin. Mm, Carlton, Michael Voss. Well, what's your silly community going to do? <laughs> My silly community? <laughs> yes. They're all humans like you. The one the 18 captains are getting together and talking about a Monday night because they fostered this. <laughs> it's not you, us. You better go no. first. Yeah, you go first. No, I think Voss is oh. signed for next year. He's oh. done. Oh, he's and I tell you, when they 100%. actually endorse it, you're in trouble. He's signed 100%. for next year. And it was endorsed the other day, if you 50, remember. 50, 50, or 100. I think given the history of that football club, I'm not, I'm not sure how you can say 100. Oh, so You've got no idea, seriously. No. <laughs> we, we are so staunch. History <laughs> is my witness. <laughs> I'll say 50-50. So can I uh, – so the percentages would change if the presidency changed hands yeah, for whatever good. reason. That's Love a very it. good point. Good so if if Carlton ended up with new leadership unexpectedly, mm. yeah. at, that wasn't part of the decision-making prior, they wouldn't be wedded to it. And that's where you that's where the risk would come from. And without getting into it. You can through. give me two answers. One with this president, 100% one without. 100% with this president. One without. I don't know whether it's even 50-50 with a new one walking Ooh. in. But you don't know who the president no, is, so no. how so would you know? That, so, well, so that's ridiculous. why I'll sit with under this president and this leadership, 100%. That that is, that is a, that's a feeble answer, Jim. It's a great answer. Mm-hmm. It's layers. one that we'll what look back on in eight time and go, oh. Yours was just faux passion. <laughs> no um, passion at all. <laughs> the Gold Coast <laughs> Suns, Stuart Jew. I think he's been great, 100%. 100% he sees next year. Yep. Oof, that's a huge one. Great. 100%. So last time around, you had Ngonski. <laughs> no, I did not. Oh, no, he didn't. He no, I did him. not. Okay. I like the way they... Oh, you ever watched them, Jerry? They're pretty good. I like the way they play. them regularly, I reckon. Yeah, I know, but they get beaten a bit. You know? Samuel? What are you doing, Sammy? No, sitting on the fence again. Gonski. Normal. Gonski. Gonski. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't say that 
with any sense of enjoyment. Would you like I, to I'll elaborate? find myself barracking for the Gold Coast Suns. Well, Me just, too. He's had a, how long's it been? Six. Six years. He took them oh. over in a very poor area. Two poor. massive weeks coming up as well. They two two enormous weeks. weeks. I don't think this will be the last time we're playing this game. But no, right I, now, Gonski. See, I don't yep. think they've ever gone any better. They've beaten a lot of top sides. They've, they've knocked over you know, Geelong. They've knocked over all I don't think blokes. the progress and their little signs of life. And, yeah, they've yeah, had some is. injuries. And I just want to see more. I want to see more. Yeah, we and all want that. Good, but is he going to stay? And I think the next two weeks might be telling. I think the loss to Melbourne is going to come back to haunt. Mm, that they had Melbourne on the rack. They did too. Yeah, I'm closer to Sam than to Sellers, but that does have me a 50-50. <laughs> he's not bad, he? <laughs> he? gives me a drive-by on the way in. <laughs> I know. And then he's wearing my clothes. Uh, he's like a, he's <laughs> like a snail. Just, he's got the shell over. Can I just throw one? On with Sammy. He's got a couple of weeks to show that yep. he's the man. But I fear they'll jump too early. Stability is underrated with a group like that and how they're growing. I think they'll have a big year next year. I've always said that. Uh, Richmond, we've touched on. North Melbourne, will, will Clarkson co- coach them in 24? Um, Round one of good 24. Good question. Yeah, I think, I think so, but I don't know. And, and this, is, this is the unknowable. So, and I think there's a certain level of um, respect in okay. that. This is just the in unknowable. In a disrespectful game that we're playing. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> so, this is not about coaching credence or results. Is no, this is true. about everything else. It's, it's very hard then. to be respectful in a disrespectful game that I've said. Is that a translation? 50, 50? So you think no, you... I would go 100%. Yep. But it is unknowable. Let's go 100 and cheer him on. Yeah. The West Coast Eagles, Adam Simpson. Oh, it's going to be difficult for him. I mean, the West Australians are all over the place, as you well know, and they want that. Both their sides are just a bit average. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm thinking. Look, I think he might, he may go. He might walk out himself. He might walk out himself and say, "Hey, listen, I can't give anymore." What's the word? Starts with with G and ends with Onski. (laughs) You make, you make it. (laughs) Onski? No, I think. Look, I think he'll walk away. Really? He won't. Couldn't. You, you got it. You got mail. No. <laughs> Your selection, Samuel. They couldn't be more categoric, couldn't they? He, the president, the CEO, they're all aligned. You guys are looking for a headline. You've got blood in your eyes. You're coming for us. We are resolute. We are rock solid. Guess We're what? staying the course. That's the problem. So your selection is 50-50. Pathetic. Watered that down, didn't he? Pathetic. Well, that, I take them at face your, value. What's the point? I take them at they could not be more resolute yeah. and aligned yeah. and you know united. He's, he's taking his one winner and he's going home. <laughs> uh, Gonski. Gonski? Yeah, he'll yeah. coach somewhere else. Yeah. He'll coach somewhere else. Yep. Well, that's an enormous... He, 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 he will have a better job next year. Who, who makes the decision? Uh, all of them. Yeah. They've got, they've got 14 weeks to negotiate. People are fixating on the three months in the off-season. This is None. the most difficult 14 weeks the Eagles have ever faced mm-hmm. on field, and there's not much chance of an upset. And yet they know all that, and they've addressed all that. He they knew it was coming, they Simpson say. will be in a better job next year. And how many Western Australians we love Victorians? Punt Road, we'll how many? G'day, Simo. Oh. How, many, how many Western Australians love Victorians? <laughs> Seriously, how many no, do? They love him over there. Oh, look, I think he's a really good bloke. I think he's a good coach, but he's got so many injuries and bits and pieces. It's a mess. Right, can I just add, add one little yeah. question? How many games will they win in the back half of the year? Two. Because they're getting a few back. Two. Just the two? Yep. One. One. Well, they won two last year. How many have they won this year? One or two? Two. Two. Well, I one. think... One. Hang yeah, on. It might be one. Uh, they've, won, they've won one, haven't they? Yeah. Yep. Uh, 
You've well, got I think a percentage of about 55. I don't know who they're going to be. How many do you think they'll win on the way in? No, I think they'll win three or four. Okay. I've got to, I've got to be more faith. Four. And I don't, there's no way he's walking from the job. He won't walk? Why would you? Got a two-year contract. Well, may, well, it's bulletproof. Oh, he's got to, Well, he'll get paid. It's also miserable. Mm. Well, we do a lot of miserable things in our lives, Jared, to keep <laughs> things ticking over. <laughs> So he's going to wait for the end of his contract when no, they'll I don't, just be I don't think that's the per- in the rebuild and well, then leave. No, no, I, I understand. But isn't if you've got the passion to coach, there's the, you don't just walk into success. You don't just go to work because it's successful every day. No. Do you know, we don't sp- win the ratings every time they come out, but we still turn up and fight our fight, don't we? We do. That's what we do. Gee, the three-month leave was a strange story, wasn't it, this week? It was, it was a complete so, mess. I so, told you that on Thursday night. So do you think you the West Australians... Again, well, the well, picks. Do you think the Western Australians will... will, will Stack up against him. I mean, they want the Western Australian coach. They'll want one of those from West Coast to do something. Yep. And you know that as well as I do. I do. It's it's a bad situation to be in. Yeah, There's shocking. no winners over there, but it's an expensive out out clause. Is that everyone? That'll do us. All right. Move on. That is coaching wild card in yeah, round eleven. To be continued. <laughs> Please reply quickly to texting drivers. TAC section. <laughs> Mac's app today. Available after 10.30am. You're listening to Crunch Time. Zito Power Tools. German design quality and innovation powering DIYers. All day, every day. Visit Berwick GMW Haval and test drive the GWM Canon CC. Part of the Berwick Motor Group. Crunch time, the events of round 11 now very much on our minds. Let's have a little dabble here with Josh Jeans. It's time to say hey to the social bet with Dabble. Josh Jeans has joined us for a banter and a bet. Go on, have a dabble. What are you really gambling with? Thanks, Jared. If you haven't done so already, download the Dabble app. See what we're all about. We've got banter channels so you can talk to other punters during the match and, of course, the live streaming, which we did last night, and it's on again today. But this man joined me last night. Lord Heath Shaw, welcome. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, it's great to be back again. My favourite part of the week is getting to spend more and more time with you. That's just because you like to bully me. But, um, of course, in the banter channels this week, a bit of chat happening about Geelong last week, losing again. The question is, are they going to make the eight? A wise man once said, it's a marathon, not a sprint, Josh. They're not in the greatest of form, but they are ticking along a few wins. Sitting seventh on the ladder, I can't see them missing the eight, but the old dad's army is being thrown around again because all the injuries that have happened. I mean, of course you think they win today against the Giants, but then you've got Bulldogs, Port, Melbourne and Sydney. Um... They'd have to win at least three of those, wouldn't they? On their day, they can beat anyone. They are the best team in the competition on their day, I think. As we saw last year when they won the Premiership, Josh, I don't think you remember that. (laughs) Yeah, very short memory indeed. Maybe it's just because I live down in Geelong and have to witness them all the time. But we're focusing on a different game. It's the D's taking on the Dockers. I've gone over 157 points. Uh, Pickett, two plus. I think he's due for two plus. That's I've got my, got my feeling happening. And I think the D's get up pretty easily. I've given them, I've given the Dockers a 15 point head start. Not bad, Josh, but I do say it every week. You don't have much of an idea when it comes to <laughs> AFL. I've just gone the D's to win. Um, just get the job done. I've got Alex Neil Bullen, anytime goal scorer, and Christian Salem, first game back after a bit of an injury layoff to have 20 plus 
disposals, Joshua. Don't mind that at all, Heath. And you have been in a bit of form recently, but that's mostly from the fact that you copy other people's bets, which you can do on Dabble. And of course, you can copy these bets. Just download the Dabble app, follow the Crunch Time AFL team and click the copy bet button. Back to you, Jared. See trending bets from profiles like Heath Shaw, Dane Swan, The Bev Show and plenty of others. Get following Crunch Time and have a dabble. Go on, have a dabble. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblingonline.org.au. Righto, round 11 in front of us. Um, this time last week, our SEN survivor, Berwick Motor Group, home of the GWM Cannon Range. Dermot Burton just nailed his flag to the Fremantle mast that they would cause the upset and beat Geelong as his certainty, which is sort of running second to Sellers 5 winner streak of which four have been underdogs and then he took the soft option last time around but why wouldn't he at this stage <laughs> Berwick Motor Group home of the GWM Cannon Range uh, who are you going to stump for as your certainty for the remainder of the round sellers my certainty for the for the I'm going to go with uh, that, did that pretty well didn't I stumbled through that beautifully bloody, bloody confident with this one what do you oh, I'm going Melbourne Melbourne to beat Frio but this afternoon they're in the, the best MCG. form Frio that's a big build-up. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, I stumble a bit. Where would like, you go, Kingy? Sound like Elmer Fudd winding up. Um, <laughs> no, I I, I'm, I'm heading down the highway to do the Geelong oh. and Giants game. Yeah. And I, they've, the Giants? they've won the last couple down there, the Giants. I'm not going to go them to win, but I, they'll, they'll get close. Little Toby's 200th game, I think they'll, they'll spike. And the little man might kick for himself. Yes. So th- I think it'll be a fascinating game. I thought someone might have given some yeah, love to the Crows tomorrow. We'll back at the other for Geelong. You're Geelong for the, will win. For the Geelong grand will win, but I think it'll be really close. The Premiers, you're going for them. Oh, that's a good idea. They're wobbly. Yeah, soft. Set they're not soft at all. No, they're you pretty, are. They're pretty hard. <laughs> Sando had the Crows beating the Lions. Yeah, I reckon that's Did a good shout. Did he? Yeah. Really? Made, made the tactical case as to why. How to break, the, break down the Lions marking game. Mm. Yep, um, interesting. So, yeah, that, like there's a couple of really interesting games. Uh, the, the Melbourne Fremantle game is fascinating. It given that the corresponding game last year was where the season changed mm. entirely. No Clayton Oliver. Yep. Freo came from four goals down and one by six goals running away. You know what I should have done? I should have gone with the new coach, Tigers and, and Port. A little bit of feedback this week about my Melbourne stuff, Jared. Melbourne, Simon Goodman, not too happy with some of the things we said. Mm. Um, you went to Colton. When's, when's that ever stopped you? Well, I didn't go to... The, the problem you have, right, is people repeat what they think your statement was in a, in a concocted question just to get a rise out of the coach. Did there you was hear the nothing question? like you actually said. Were you represented in the press conference accurately or not? I'm not going to go down that path with you, <laughs> of no, all I'm people, because you've don't me- know. misrepresented me regularly. <laughs> um, but I think that's a challenge, Jared. So... We're not talking about they've got broken culture or anything, but we're talking about them playing their best footy and standing up for one another. It'll be interesting to see what happens if they come after the Melbourne Ruckman again. And if they do, I think you'll get a different version of response. But the bottom line is we, we tracked down, Daniel Horn did some work on minutes played in the ruck, just minutes in the ruck. So standardised across the competition, Max Gorn five years ago, plus five rating points per game on average, of the, uh, above the AFL average for a ruckman. Same four years ago, same three years ago. This year, he's below average for an AFL ruckman. That staggers me. So I'm looking to see if they are still the same team. We've got a lag with our view, our, our yeah. love for teams. Let's wait and see whether they're the same team today. And Fremantle just have a, a hint of resurgence about them, So and they know they have done this previously. It, it, 
it makes it intriguing. If Melbourne put them away easily, then sort of look out, and then they get Carlton on Friday night. But if they if they are shaky and that plays out, yes. terrific visits. Berwick GWM Haviland test drive the GWM Cannon CC part of the Berwick Motor Group. Mark McClure, David King, thank you. Thanks, Jake. Sam yeah. Edmund, have a good rest of Thanks, the weekend. Please. This has Sammy. been Crunch Time.